It's Halloween, so why not take today to have a super serious episode on who we think each twin is if they were a candy bar. And again, cannot emphasize this enough. This is super serious. But all kidding aside, we're going to have some fun with it, and we will absolutely not be negative. This is Locked on Twins. You are Locked on Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello again and welcome back to Locked On Twins. I'm your host, Brandon Warren, battling the hiccups a little bit today, so I apologize ahead of time. But you can unfollow me on Twitter at Brandon underscore W-A-R-N-E. Thanks for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We love to encourage you to be interactive with the show. Send me messages, tweets, comments on YouTube, all that fun stuff so you can be involved. Also, too, if you want to have questions answered, we can do that too. Just shoot me a DM at Brandon underscore Warren or at Locked On Twins. Today's episode is going to be a fun one, an absolute blast. We're going to talk about the Twins and... Talk about them as if they were Halloween candy. So before we get to that, we do have to open up with our news du jour segment, news of the day, and how it pertains to your Minnesota Twins. And some rumor mill stoking has been going on as Bob Nightingale said Tory Hunter, former twin Tory Hunter, had emerged as a candidate for the Angels' managerial vacancy, thanks in part to his relationship with club owner Artie Marino. Not something I'd probably share out loud or publicly, but I digress. Uh, So Hunter actually liked a post where someone asked him if he would consider a job opening with the Angels, and so it's kind of come to a head with uh, speculation and that sort of thing. But I don't know, you know, it doesn't, we don't know if it's a serious thing, if it's a big-time uh, you know, something he's super interested in. If he's super interested in managing anywhere, if, it, if you know, we don't know. But it uh, there, there's also been, uh, people have noted that Buck Showalter is in the mix. And yeah, we'll see We'll see what it looks like as, as far as how they fill that role. Torrey Hunter, obviously no managerial experience, no real coaching experience outside of doing a little this and that with the Twins in his role as a, a special assistant. So he as a manager would be certainly interesting. No doubt about that. It would be curious to see how he'd manage the, I mean, the X's and O's is kind of weird to say with baseball, but the intricacies, the stuff that happens between the lines that, that baseball men and managers and that kind of know more than we do. So I'd be, I'd be curious to see how the game within the game would be managed by Tory. I think he would have the personality for managing but at the same time, too, what, one thing I think about, and you think about Torrey Hunter making over $100 million in his career, is do guys who make that kind of money as players really need to go back and manage? Do they feel the need to do that, to be on the road 100-plus days a year, and then home games besides? It's basically a 75% of the year year commitment. Carlos Beltran had uh, had agreed to manage the Mets. We all know how that went, but Beltron made even more money in his career than Torrey did. So it's not unprecedented, but I, I just, I don't know if this is more 
you know, when we all play MLB the show and we want to find a manager that we really like, maybe someone we've heard of. And so we cruise the list for former players or former coaches on our team that we like. And so I think that there could be an element of that as far as fans being interested. Um, and Artie Marino does not make the conventional choice very often. So they've gone from Joe Madden to Phil Nevin to who knows, maybe not Buck Walter. Maybe they could do the David Ross thing and bring in Tory Hunter. We'll see. I don't know if it's likely. I don't know if it's possible, but it'll be interesting to watch. Also, Zach Meisel of The Athletic reporting that Craig Council is in Cleveland, or at least he was uh, the better part of yesterday, to meet with the Guardians about their managerial opening. So one of the more interesting free agents this offseason, because he's being courted now with the season still going, but obviously a, a manager who's going to be in high demand, lots of talk about if he would replace Buck Showalter with the Mets, follow David Stearns over there. He's going to be sought after probably a due diligence thing where every team that has an opening is going to want to have a crack at him. Sort of like when Madden was a managerial free agent after, uh, after the Rays and the twins showed some interest in 2015, I think it was before hiring Paul Molitor. And I think I'm remembering that all correctly, but odds are with me. Um, I'm not, but I think this would probably be like as much as we do or don't care about managers. I think, Craig Council managing the Guardians would be like a worst case scenario for the Twins just because of how well he's regarded for managing players, managing the game, managing the clubhouse. I, I think, again, I don't know how much effect it will have, but I know at the very least it would probably minimize the downfall or the, the drop from Terry Francona to whoever takes over if it's Craig Council. I know Terry had kind of... I think he'd grown maybe a little bit stale to some fans. You know, he had his over-reliance on certain guys, Miles Straw and and so on there, uh, Ahmed Rosario at times before he was traded. So I think that Council would be a slam dunk hire for the Guardians. I think it would be – I'm not saying it would be a disaster for the Twins. It's just worst-case scenario, which, again, how much does a manager really matter? You know, they had Terry Francona this year, and the Twins still beat him. You know, did they beat the Twins in 2022 because they had Terry Francona? Um, I'd say that matters about as much as Emilio Pagan being on the Twins that year. So a fair amount, but certainly not the overwhelming uh, deciding factor. Kalai Rosario with another homer in the Arizona Fall League now has six in uh, not that many games, honestly. The, the bigger issue here, six homers in... Uh, 19 games, 78 plate appearances, certainly good. But we do not, I repeat, do not like 26 strikeouts and 78 plate appearances. 33.3%, very Miguel Sano-esque, but at the AFL and not in the big leagues. When Miguel Sano was striking out 35, 33% of the time, that was in the big leagues. So it will be interesting to see how this all shakes out. Rosario had a really really nice offensive season at Cedar Rapids. And, uh, you know, this next year is going to be pivotal, absolutely pivotal. But he did strike out 157 times in 530 plate appearances over the course of the season. So, again, 29.6%. Plenty of homer power, uh, 94 runs batted in, some doubles, triples. Guy can play um, 
more a right fielder slash DH than anything else. But the power obviously plays, and we don't want to put too much stock in 19 games. But he's hitting 177 with a 282 on base and a 456 slugging. In other words, basically doing a Joey Gallo impersonation, but uh, at the Arizona Fall League as opposed to in the major league. So again, want to keep an eye on that. But lots of power by the Twins out there in the Fall League and not much else. And a quick note that came across the transaction wire, right-handed pitcher Vinny Natoli signed a minor league deal with the Ace with an invitation to spring training. We're in that season of minor league deals and invites to spring training. And if you're wondering how Natoli matters to Twins fans, first and foremost, he was in the twin system in 2021 with St. Paul, had a nice little run before going. Uh, he did pitch in the big leagues that year, too, with the Mariners, uh, just very briefly. But in seven to 30 innings with the Saints, struck out 10, walked two, three, sorry, uh, 245 ERA, 12.3 strikeouts per nine, again, all in small samples. But he also played for St. Paul on the indie side of things in 2017 and 18, um, working as basically entirely a reliever. He made some starts in 18, five appearances. But, um, you know, in other words, he was a very good reliever, and that's what in all uh, likelihood got him back into affiliated ball. Um, so, yeah, uh, Minnesota on both sides, the Saints, both on the Indy side and the AAA Twins side. So let's take a quick pause. When we come back, oh, I'm so excited for this. We're going to do Minnesota Twins players as Halloween candy. Stick around. You're not going to want to miss this. But first, our friends over at FanDuel say you can score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So, your team, that's it. Like You have the power here. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time. Get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, and you can, you can bet on pretty much anything. There's spreads, player props, overs and unders, you, you name it. And again, you get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. It's the biggest no-brainer in the history of mankind. And so you can visit FanDuel.com slash on. And kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, we're back here in the bullpen, which is a perfect segue for us to talk about Twins pitchers as Halloween candy. But first, thank you for making Locked on Twins your first listen every day. I'm working on another episode for later today where I'll talk about kind of different paths I can see the Twins taking this offseason. You know, um, where they'll spend their money, where they'll make trades, where they'll look to cut corners, um, budget-wise and all that stuff. And so we'll have some fun with it. I'm not going to think too much about the TV rights and how that's going to affect money because I feel like, you know, the effects are going to be hard to project. They're going to apply to a lot of teams. And so, I don't know, without knowing what the TV rights situation is, it doesn't make much sense to speculate negatively or any different than the last few years. So. I'm going to keep it consistent like that. i uh, love for some input from you guys as well. But we're going to have a lot of fun with it. Now, with that said, now we're really going to have fun. Who are the Minnesota Twins pitchers as candy? It's Halloween. I have a little man who's turning one, dressed up as a tiger this morning. 
I tweeted that out and have it on my Facebook of your friends, but absolutely adorable. Daughter's going to also dress up like a tiger. So lots of cats in this house, which um, it's a lot. But getting excited for the candy, not so much for me, but the littles. Daughter is six and she just loves all of these. So she's very helpful in helping me come up with candies because honestly, dad needs to, to lay it off, as you can probably tell if you're watching the video. We're going to start with Juan Duran, and I have him as a Toblerone. So if you've got a Toblerone, you've seen they break into little pieces. Juan Duran is a Toblerone because he is so freaking good in small little bites, right? Cody Funderburk. Cody Funderburk I have down as Chewy Sprees. Really good, but we're still not sure how good. And there's probably a lot of people not really familiar with Chewy Sprees and Cody Funderburk. So... Cody Funderburg is Chewy Sprees. Sonny Gray, I went with Snickers. Sonny Gray is dependable. He is just kind of always there when you need him. And I can't think of a bar, a candy bar, or a, a snack that's more dependable than Snickers. It's when you get down to the bottom of that candy jar or the, the bucket, whatever your, you or your kids hold that in. Um, you're not disappointed to see Snickers at the bottom. There's some candies you may not see at the bottom and really get excited for, but Snickers is, is dependable. It's always there, and that's Sunny Gray. For Crippin' Jacks, I have Twizzlers. Not that exciting, but a definite chain mover. The Twizzlers are, like, at work, we would have, the Twizzlers would always be the last thing left in the candy drawer, but it wasn't a disappointment. It was more just like, all right, this is what's happening. And you eat a Twizzler or two, and you're like, oh, that wasn't that bad of an experience. Maybe not what you wanted, but definitely a chain mover, definitely good. Griffin Jacks, to me, is a Twizzler. And again, I, I want you guys to fill in, <clears throat> excuse me, where, where you guys fall on these. What you think of mine, your own. I would love to hear if I missed the mark or if you have a better one or if you just have a different one that's also good. Dallas Keuchel I have as a baby Ruth. Because we're always talking about how good it used to be. But I don't know. It's fine now. No big deal. We don't need to make a big fuss out of it. But it was definitely more highly regarded in the past. So that's Dallas Keiko. Pablo Lopez, I picked Milk Duds. Now I'll explain why. To me, Milk Duds are, they're really good. But they're going to hang around for quite a while in your teeth. Now, that might be construed as a negative if you're a dentist or a um, parent who has to pay for dental bills. But I think Milk Duds are great. Pablo Lopez is great. And he's going to be around a while. He signed an extension this year. So Pablo Lopez, to me, is Milk Duds. Kent and my Ada, I came up with Tootsie Rolls. Been around a while. Not super noticeable, but you definitely will miss it if it's not there. Uh, a classic. Everybody will talk about it after the fact as, you know, real dependable, just a, again, classic. I guess classic is the, the word I keep coming back to. And I hope the twins re-sign Tootsie Rolls, symbolically. Um, yeah, Ken Tomayeda's Tootsie Rolls. I think uh, it's, it's, it, you sleep on how good it is, then you see for yourself and you're like, wow, I took that for granted. Giovanni Moran, I have as sugar babies. Sugar babies, if you haven't had basically um, 
kind of reminds me of like if you had um milk duds but with like brown sugary goo in the middle delicious candy but terrible for you with Moran, I said sugar babies because I'm pretty sure they're good, but get stuck easily. They stick in your teeth. Moran works into jams. Good stuff, but um, questionable for if you should actually consume it in any form or fashion. Bailey Ober. This one's this one's I'm really fun. I'm really excited about this one. Bailey Ober is a Charleston chew, and this one's got layers like a Charleston chew. Charleston chew is a huge candy bar. Bailey Ober, a huge man. Bailey Ober went to school at the College of Charleston. I mean, it's it's blatantly obvious that he's Charleston Chew. Also, pretty good. But I don't know if Bailey Ober is better frozen. I would, I'm not sure I'm going to try that. But I will say this. Charleston Chews, better frozen. I promise you. Good either way, better frozen. Um, Bailey Ober, Charleston Chew. Chris Paddock, I have as a Rolo. So to me, a Rolo is kind of like a Milk Dud. Really good, but just not for as long as a Milk Dud. Rolos, you chew them, they're done. They're great, but you don't know if it's going to stay good for long. Obviously, um, you hope so. <laughs> but again, uh, Chris Paddock as a Rolo, good for the short term, but uh, not necessarily for the long term. For Emilio Pagan, I came up with Hot Tamales, which... They're pretty good, but they also burn. You got to be careful. You don't want to overexpose yourself to hot tamales. The bad hot tamales in 2022 came out a lot against Cleveland. But 2023 with a payday looming, and that's not it. That's not casting aspersions. It's just stating facts. Was good. Again, a few flare-ups, but in general, good. So Emilio Pagan for me, hot tamales. Joe Ryan, I have as Whoppers. Whoppers are really good, but they're not like anything else. And that's me, to me, Joe Ryan. You look at Joe Ryan and you can tell he's cut from a different cloth, riding his bike, his wild hair. Um, and even just, you know, listen to his conversations. He's, a, he's an interesting cat. Uh, <clears throat> not rocking my Joe Ryan experience shirt today. I should have been thinking ahead. But I've got Joe Ryan as Whoppers. Brock Stewart. Now, this was a tough one because I wanted to kind of balance how good he was this year with how little we've seen him be like this. And I went with a Reese's fast break. You've seen it before, but you're surprised how good it is now. Because if you eat a Reese's fast break, I don't think of that as a tentpole candy bar. And no, you did not wake up this morning expecting someone to say tentpole candy bar, did you? But I think if Reese, if we talk more about Reese's Fast Break, if we created Reese's Fast Break awareness, it would be a much bigger deal. Same goes for Brock Stewart. Caleb Thielbar, I have Wiley Wallaby licorice, which is better than Twizzlers, arguably, but from Minnesota. Twizzlers, as you may recall, is Griffin Jacks. Which do you prefer? Which one's from Minnesota? Caleb Thielbar, Wiley Wallaby Licorice. And the last pitcher we'll talk about is Louis Varland. Louis Varland, to me, is good on its own, or his own, like a Kit Kat, but even better in small bites. The bite size 
Kit Kats give you a better chocolate to wafer ratio than a big one. But a big one you're not disappointed with. Just the smaller ones, a little more work. You know, you got to get get them out. But definitely worth it. So to recap the pitchers, Joan Duran is a Toblerone. Cody Funderburk is Chewy Sprees. Sunny Gray is Snickers. Griffin Jacks is Twizzlers. Dallas Keuchel is Baby Ruth. Pablo Lopez is Milk Duds. Entomayeta is Tootsie Rolls. Giovanni Moran is Sugar Babies. Bailey Ober is Charleston Chew. Chris Paddock is Rolo. Emilio Pagan is Hot Tamales. Joe Ryan is Whoppers. Brock Stewart is Reese's Fast Break. Caleb Thielbar is Wiley Wallaby Licorice. And Louis Varland is Mini Kit Kats. All right, when we come back, we're going to have the hitters. And this was also a whole heap of fun. Okay, so we're back here for the final segment, the seventh inning stretch of this episode. This episode is, um, well, we're delighted that you're listening to this episode as your first listen every day. Again, as I noted, we're going to do some more off-season stuff later today. As far as different paths, I can see the Twins taking this off-season. So, um, you know, where they'll put their money, trade assets, who they'll trade, who they'll keep, what makes sense. There's a lot of different paths. And if you start down one path and then start down another, those two things may not be compatible, even if everything that you do makes sense. So we're just going to kind of floss that out um, and see what it looks like and go from there. But here's what you're here for. You're here for the candy. Just like kids coming up to my door here in a few hours, um, be hanging out here, handing out candy, especially if it's too cold for the little man to go out, which I think it might be. So let's talk about candy. I have Christian Vasquez as a baby Ruth bar. And I just realized now that I use baby Ruth twice, but I think that's okay. We could, we could, there could be a modification here, but uh, dependable, not your first choice. And the reason I did that is because to me, Ryan Jeffers is the nut goodie, which is the upgraded baby Ruth. It's um, you subtract the chocolate, but the nuts in the, the, middle are better so it's not exactly the same it's a little different similar concept but better to me ryan jeffers is the nut goodie christian vasquez is the baby ruth both good at what they do both good at what you want them to do but a little different i think the nut goodie is much better for carlos Correa, i went with payday because i mean come on we're gonna leave it at that <laughs> kyle farmer i have as hershey's special dark chocolate because it's really good, but I don't want it every single day. I like dark chocolate. Uh, Trader Joe's has an incredible dark chocolate that is uh, high in cacao content and tastes great. Same kind of deal. I like Kyle Farmer. I like Kyle Farmer a lot, but I don't think I want to have Kyle Farmer every single day. Edward Julian is a coffee crisp, and if you don't know what a coffee crisp is, um, you got to find out because it's a big, big dang deal. It's amazing and Canadian. You can only get coffee crisp in Canada. Fun, fun little story. My mom used to work in a newspaper that would print and then deliver up to Canada. And she would always volunteer to drive it up there because I grew up, I grew up 10 minutes from Canada. If people didn't know or 10 miles, 10 minutes and 10 miles up there are the same thing. And so she'd always go up there. She'd volunteer to go up there to get coffee crisp candy bars besides because 
if you're, you know, when in Canada is like when in Rome, except not at all. Um, but yeah, so that's how I know about Coffee Crisp. I actually haven't tried one, but all I've ever heard is they're incredible. And Edouard Julien, incredible and Canadian. It's like the Spider-Man pointing meme. Royce Lewis, I have as Car Caramello, which is because he's smooth and so dang good. If you don't like the Caramello bars, I don't think we can be friends. You can also go with a Cadbury cream egg because those are really good, made by the same company, but only around at certain times of year. Nah, that's not nice. I don't want to be negative. But I did think about that for Byron Buxton. No disrespect. I love Buck. But we do have to have a little fun too. Jose Miranda, I went with sweet tarts. They're good, especially how they start. They finish kind of sour. Hopefully that's not the case with Miranda. Hopefully he comes back healthy and we see the version of Jose Miranda that um, really took off down the stretch in 2022. Jorge Polanco, I went with Starburst. Starburst to me is a candy where it's always there. Oops. You kind of forget how good it is. And then you're reminded. And if there's a Starburst you don't like, like, was it a yellow Starburst everybody hates? I can't remember. Not me. I mean, I don't care. But it'd be like Jorge Polanco's defense at short is the yellow Starburst. Maybe you don't like it, but it's not the worst thing ever. You look to upgrade with a red one. So I think I think Jorge Polanco's Starburst. I went with Donovan Solano and Candy Corn, and I'm going to get some crap for this, and I know it, and I probably deserve it. Dependable. Always there. Not great, but not the absolute worst, especially if you mix it with the right stuff. In this case, peanuts. Now, we didn't name anybody peanuts, so that's not an actual reference. Just that a guy like Donovan Solano, I mean, he was available as late as he was in the offseason for a reason. He doesn't do too many things exceptionally well, but he's always there. He's, he's perfectly reasonable. He was third on the Twins in plate appearances, which, again, I think would shock a lot of people who did not watch that closely. But you can make candy corn work. You need peanuts, but you can make candy corn work. Willie Castro is a whatchamacallit. You have no idea where it came from, and you have no idea what's inside, but it's so good. Willie Castro had a tremendous year, breakout star on the team, and just did a little bit of everything. You break a whatchamacallit in half, still no idea what's in there. I think there's rice, crisp rice. I don't know. But you're not really going to look either. You're just going to kind of enjoy the ride. For Nick Gordon, I have M&Ms. So many different varieties. Most of them are pretty good. I don't know. I don't have much to say about Nick Gordon. Unless he wants to unblock me on Twitter. For Max Kepler, I, I did a little legwork. I looked up German candy bars. Cadbury has a Wunderbar, which is called a peanut butter caramel experience. I think a peanut butter caramel experience pretty well encapsulates Max Kepler. Because the Mac, I know that the Jake Cave experience was a thing at, uh, at tip to Grant Spears. But I think in a much more significant way, the Max Kepler experience is also a. So he's a peanut butter caramel experience. Alex Kirloff is left Twix. Trevor Larnick is right 
quicks. Everyone says they're the same, but you know better. You know they're not the same. That probably would have worked better a year ago before Kirilov had a better year, but I digress. Byron Buxton is Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Now, if I'd been thinking, I probably would have gone with Skittles because he, one, loves Skittles. Two, um, they're delicious but really bad for your teeth. I, I don't know. I'm not trying to get any kind of uh, metaphor in play there, but Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, they're the classic. They're the GOAT. They're amazing. When you have them at your disposal, nothing makes you happier. Peanut butter cups are it. And that leaves us with Michael A. Taylor, who is Reese's Pieces. A lot of the same parts as a Reese's peanut butter cup, but not the same. Not as good. We'll work in a pinch, but you're looking for that Reese's peanut butter cup again. So again, we'll recap the hitters. Ryan Jeffers is a nut goodie. Christian Vasquez is a baby Ruth. Carlos Correa has a payday. Kyle Farmer is Hershey's Dark Chocolate. Edward Julian is Coffee Crisp. Royce Lewis is Caramello. Jose Miranda is Sweet Tarts. Jorge Polanco is Starburst. Donovan Solano is Candy Corn. Willie Castro is Whatchamacallit. Nick Gordon is M&M's. Max Kepler is Cadbury's Wunderbar. Alex Kirilov and Trevor Larnick are left and right Twix. Byron Buxton is Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. And Michael A. Taylor is Reese's Pieces. I hope you had at least a little bit of fun with this because I, baseball is super serious and I, I like to keep baseball serious. I like to have fun with it, but genuinely, generally lean in on the serious side of things. I hope you had fun with it. If this is not up your alley, we will have a serious episode later today uh, where we'll talk about, again, the paths that I would think the Twins would consider this offseason. But until then, thank you so much for hanging out with me here on Locked on Twins and we'll catch you real soon.